Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Heavy metal. The way it was meant to be. Classic 80s Underground. Live on blogtalkradio.com, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big T.
Alright, welcome back to Heavy Metal Mayhem's Metal Matinee, and it's another Timeline show, and this time we're paying tribute to probably my all-time favorite band, Jack Panza. I hate that I have to do a Timeline show on Jack Panza, that usually means the band is broken up, and we're going to play all their albums on the show. But, as I've seen in the last couple of months that I've done, those bands have gotten back together, so you never know, there might be hope in the future that we will see Jack Panza out there recording and performing live again. But that comes off the band's first EP from 1983, uh, I remember demo trading back in the day and getting a copy of the Tyrant demo. And then a couple of years later, walking at the Zigzag Records in Brooklyn, that was my local record store. And I seen this picture disc on the wall, and it was the first Jack Pan's VP, and I bought it. And it was about a year or two later before I realized it was the same band because, you know, back in the day, there was no internet. There was very little way of knowing what bands were doing what all over the country. I mean, there were tape traders and pen pals. There were little to no magazines. You weren't going to find Jack Pan's or Hip Parade or a Circus. You know, Metal Forces came out and some other little fans that gave some of these bands exposure. But it was very difficult to find out what was going on with these bands and keep track of them outside going to your local record shop. And I remember buying a picture just that day, and I've been a lifelong fan ever since. Somewhere down the road, they came to be known as a Tyrant CP. I don't know what happened. I guess maybe when they re-released it and they added some extra tracks to it. I don't know. But that was the first EP by Jack Panza. Great song, Iron Shadows. Uh, we're going to keep the music going here today because I want to get on this, uh, one song off every album if I can. So we're going to keep the chit-chat to a minimum. And we're not going to do too much talking in between. Just, you know, the band, like I said, the band started in 1981 as Tyrants. Came Jack Pans a few years later. And they put out some great records. They had a kind of on-and-off career. They broke up for a while. They got back together. You know, there were a few members that stood with the group throughout. And we'll talk a little about it in between each song. But... My number one record of all time, I put this above my love for Sabbath and Ozzy and every other great band, is the band's second record, Ample Destruction. One of my, I mean, I don't know who doesn't have this record in the collection, especially if you're a fan of metal and underground. One of the best metal records ever. So sit back and enjoy a little symphony of destruction, of terror.
off the 1984 record Ample Destruction Symphony of Terror. Got a little tongue tie there before. I'm thinking of uh, their future guitar player, Chris Broderick with Megadeth, and I said Symphony of Destruction. An amazing band they are, Jack Pants. And sometime between the first EP and, and I guess the first album, right around that time, the band relocated to California for a bit. I guess figuring to be a little easier out there for them. But I think at that time, you know, we took an 83, 84, 85. You know, California was filled with Motley Crues and Rats and Poisons, and there was no room out there, I guess, for a real metal band. So the band was in the studio, and they recorded quite a few demo tapes uh, during that time. And uh, actually, uh, they recorded a record, but I'm not going to get that on right now. The Chain of Command record was recorded at, recorded at that time, uh, but it really didn't see released like a few years back. So I'm going to save it for that part of the show, even though it was recorded in 1987. But things kind of fell apart after Ample Destruction. The drummer left the band. Uh, the tyrant, Harry, he went on to go sing with Wright for a little bit. And uh, things just kind of collapsed for the, uh, the guys at that time. They came back in 1994 with Dissonant Alliance. And, I, you know, I, I, when the album came out, I really wasn't a fan of it. I mean, having the tyrant, the tyrant to me was one of the greatest metal singers out there. And not having him in the band, it kind of took away a lot for me. Even though before that, with Chain of Command, I had a different singer in the band also. But that album really wasn't released, and with this and an alliance, I couldn't really get into it. But it's hard to do these timeline shows because I look back now and I play the album all the time today, and I actually enjoy it a lot. So a lot of things change over the time, and you know you appreciate things today you really didn't appreciate back then. So I mean, you know, but I want to say one: there was someone else that joined the band at that time. I, I think it was Cronk uh, was his name. I it's just I just can't think of it right now. He was in the band. He was in a lot of bands uh, at that time. Never really recorded anything with any of them. But he played with a lot of different groups at the time. I know it was Talosphere, he was in War Child, uh, Fate's Warning for a little bit. Um, I can't even think of all the bands that this guy played in. I think it was Chris Cronk was his name. I think he was an S.A. Slayer for a little bit. He was actually in the band first. So we'll get off a different alliance right now. Then we'll get back to talk a little bit more about it. Let me see what I can dig up for you off that record. Uh, I had quite a few songs uh, laid out here. Let me see. How about we do uh, Whisper God?
Distant Alliance, that was Whisper Garden. You could hear the band sounding a little bit like what was going on at the time. The grunge scene was kind of taking over. And that album featured Daniel Conker on vocals. I was talking about Chris Conker before, but I should have went into the thing with Daniel Conker before that. Uh, Chris was in the band for a little bit, but never recorded with them. They also had a different guy singing with them for a little bit, and he never recorded with them. Uh, but that was Daniel Conker on vocals. And uh, right before that album came out, Chris Lasega, he was in the band when the Enchanted Command record was recorded. He had also left at that time. And uh, Daniel left right after this album, too. So a few years go by. The Fourth Judgment comes out with a tyrant back on vocals. And, you know, you talk about the power metal scene that was going on in Europe and how it started bringing back metal again and everything. Uh, Jack Pans were doing that here in America long before they were in Europe. So off that record, Recompense.
All right, there you go. Off of Fourth Judgment, Recompense. You know, from like 1997 to 2001, the band was extremely active, and I was so happy to see them out there. They put out a record almost every year. It was like four amazing records, one after the other. And the next one up was Age of Mastery. They kind of went back in time, and they took some of the old songs that were unreleased, put some new songs in there, mixed them all together, came out with a masterpiece, in my opinion. Chris Broderick joined the band. Everybody knows later on went on to Megadeth, and it kills her that, you know, Jack Panzer gets so related to Megadeth because Chris played with them for a couple of years when Jack Panzer are an entity, you know, to me, onto themselves. But uh, we're going to play one of the oldest songs that were recorded for that record, Lustful and Free.
Okay, Lost on the Free. It was so great to hear those songs on, on album. I had them on demo tapes and a lot of bootlegs. You got to hear them, but it was great that they finally were able to record them. All right, well, you know, like I said, that was from 1998. Two years later, the band comes back with probably the most ambitious record ever. Uh, Saint to the Throne was based on the tale of Macbeth. Uh, I love concept albums when they work. When they don't work, they're disastrous. And this one did work start to finish. And this is a lesson of what a concept album is really supposed to sound like. I wish the band would have done more of this over their time because they just have the chops for it. But how about off of uh, Saint to the Throne, we give you Scepters of the Past. Up 2001, Mechanized Warfare. I think the reason the band had such a great run at this time is because it had a consistent lineup. It was the same five guys in the band, and things just kept getting better and better. But 2001, this would be the last album from the band for a very long time. I don't think they broke up, but 
You know, Chris left right after this. Uh, he joined Megadeth a little later on. And uh, just didn't hear from the band for a long time after this record came out. Uh, Decade of the Nail Spike Bat was a great compilation that, that came out in the midst of this and the record that followed. But not much was heard from the band for quite a few years. So uh, sit back and enjoy this one. Cold is the Blade.
Uh, like I said, after Mechanized Warfare, it would be a couple of years. It was 2004 that we get new music by Jack Panzer. Uh, before Cast in the Stones came out, and finally, uh, Chain of Command finally saw an official release. And the album featured Chris Lasag on guitar, who was in the band at the time. Uh, Bob Padula was on uh, was on vocals. And uh, this was a really good record. I mean, even though it, it was a little different than the classic Jack Panzer that we used to for the first two records at the time, the EP and Ample Destruction, it was a rock-solid album, and I really enjoyed playing it today. Uh, so we're going to get something on off of that. That came out in 2004, so the Cast in the Stones, which was a new album by the band. Like I said, the album was originally from like 1987. It just never saw the light of day until somebody put it out. So uh, off a of chain of command, Burning Heart. That was Burning Heart off a of Chain of Command. Following that up was the brand new Jack Panzer record, Casting the Stones. This is the last album to feature Chris Broderick. Like I said earlier, he believed the band a few years later, and it was right after this record that he went on to go join Megadeth. And like I said, these were such great albums. Those four or five albums they put out together, it was such a cohesive unit. Amazing band. All right, let me see where I get off that. I, gotta, I uploaded every song off that record because it's probably one of my favorites of a lot of Jack Panzer records. But how about we do Tempest for you? 
Okay, we're down to the last record in the last few minutes of the show. I want to remind everybody, this Sunday night at 6 o'clock, James Rivera from Hellstar Malice is my guest. Don't forget to tune in. Got a great show lined up for you. Like I said, we're up to the last uh, Jack Panzer record. 
you know, I I love doing these timeline shows till they come, and then I hate them because it's almost impossible for me to try to remember a little bit about every record and everything that went on during that time frame over 20 or 30 years. I don't look anything up. I don't, you know, research anything. I just go by memory. So things I found fresh in the mind before the show, I start to jumble up as we get into it because there are so many albums and times to go through. So forgive me if I made any mistakes. This is not, you know, 100% accurate. It's just to pay tribute to a great band. Well, you know what? Six years later, the Scourge of Light comes out. Crystal Sag is back in the band. I'm thrilled. Another solid album. And then not long after that, we hear that Chris is leaving to pursue other things, and the band is breaking up. What a shame, because this is like, I think this is like one of the highest charted records, too, by the band on the new Billboard charts. Uh, such a great album, like all the rest of them. I don't think Jack Pan's have really ever put out a bad record. And uh, it's a shame that this had to happen, especially, you know, since they're all healthy, they're all vibrant, they're all... In the prime of their lives, we've been hearing great music by these guys and seeing them out on tour. I've never yet seen them live. I've been a fan for 30 years. never had the opportunity to see them come into my area. So uh, I saw somewhere on the Jack Panzer Facebook page that they were talking with Joey Tafola. Uh, their original, well, not the original because the band actually started out as a four-piece, but uh, he joined the band during the Ample Destruction era as a second guitar player. I heard that they're talking with him, so maybe, you know, things could be worked out and they'll put it back together. That's all we can hope for, right? But off the band's last record so far, and I hope I get to do another Timeline show with a whole bunch of more records added to it somewhere later on down the line. Here's a song called Burn.
All right, thank you for listening to today's show. I do appreciate it. If you don't own a Jack Panzer record, go out there and buy one. All right, I'll see you guys Sunday night at 6 o'clock with James Rivera as my ho- as my guest. I am the host. I tell you, I'm, today's show is all over the place, man. I got way too much going on here. All right, everybody. The week is almost over. One more day. It was a short week anyway with the holiday Monday. I'll see you guys Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Take care. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.